my name's Tina Waldron. Welcome to the podcast. Every week I look to interview someone that can help you share your faith naturally with the world around you. In 2023, I'm going to be interviewing people in Australia, also a few from overseas, and then there'll be a few weeks that I'll jump on myself and actually do a little bit of recording with some information that may help. If you're looking to do some coaching and evangelism or as a female in ministry or an online course this year in personal evangelism, please check out our website, evangelisminaustralia.com. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Win-Win Evangelism Podcast. My name's Tina Waldron from Evangelism in Australia. Hey, I have got a great conversation for you today. We're talking about divine whispers, hearing the voice of the Spirit and sharing with strangers. What a great topic. I'm talking with Karen Workentine, who is the Dean from Rama Bible Training College Australia. It is going to be a great conversation. Welcome to you, Karen. Thank you, Tina. Dr. Tina, I like to say. (laughs) (laughs) That's very kind of you. Divine whispers, hearing the voice of the Spirit and sharing with strangers. So you, Karen, just for the sake of letting people know a little bit about yourself, you're the Dean of the Rama Bible Training College in Australia, and you spend a huge amount of time on the streets hearing the whispers, divine whispers of God, and sharing with people that you don't know. How long have you been doing this for? I've been in Australia 29 years. I would say most of those years I've been involved in uh, sharing the gospel in the marketplace, most of those years except maybe one or two. And if not, I would have been doing it privately rather than in a program connected to a church. Yeah, amazing. And you're teaching and now Uh, training people. But what I love about this conversation is that, you know, some people can get a little bit um, off put when we start talking about talking to people that we don't know, or even street evangelism is kind of in that category. And you do spend a lot of time in the streets, but it's not cold calling. I think people get a bit off put because they think I'm just kind of out there finding people, but really the way you teach people is about these divine whispers. It's about hearing the voice of God. How, how would you describe it? I would say that as a believer, one of the things, I, and remember, I train people that, I start at the ground, they don't know how to do it. So one of the things that I will train is, is that anyone, to take this, the skills and the principles that a believer already is using in their everyday life as a Christian. One is, is that when we need to know what to do, we go to the Word of God and we listen for his voice. Well, those same principles of communicating with God to do his will are ones that you can use for soul winning. You simply tune your heart to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And in this regard, particularly in marketplace evangelism, um, you're looking across an array of people like in a, you know, a mall or a street or on a bus or on a train. uh, And you just say, shopping center, Lord, is there somebody in my heart, uh, on your heart that you want me to share with today? And you wait for that that prompting, that sense of his voice indicating to you that somebody is someone he wants you to talk with. Not to confuse that he died for the whole world, but there are encounters that are can be in those moments. What I would say is probably the simplest thing is um, you just have a prompting and you get a sense to go and speak with someone. Yeah. 
And I love that because I, I know you personally. So I know that when it comes to sharing with people, strangers, you know, in our world, wherever they are, I know that pastoral heart that you have when you yes. talk to people. It's not harsh. It's yes. not abrupt. No. It, it's, it's very um, kind. So just let me back up a bit. How did you even get involved in, in this? Like my natural bent is to build friendships with my neighbours, my local community, but you, you just hum in this space. How did Jesus even get you in into this space? Well, I would say that in my early days, being raised in the evangelical church, a mix of evangelical and Pentecostal, in my early days, evangelical church, uh, uh, we were always taught to share the gospel. It's just It's just what you would do. And so it became something that you would certainly be aware of. Then in university, I became involved with the Christian organization that that was their prime purpose. Uh, also, when I was uh, a high school teacher, I was uh, uh, working with another organization that shared the gospel with teenagers in schools. Uh, but somehow, wow, Tina, to be, to be really honest, when I really got a hold of the Father's heart, I couldn't stop looking for someone he would have waiting for me. And then I just got better at it. And, and and to be really honest, I would say, I really don't think I'm an evangelist. I think I'm a soul winner. I heard a lady pastor say that the other day, and I learned how to tap into the voice of the Holy Spirit, practice soul winning. I practiced it. And I teach students when I share, uh, when I train to practice so that when you go out there, you're not just struck dumb. You don't know what to say. You teach, you teach conversations and things of that nature. I teach how to, how to talk with someone you've never met before. In marketplace evangelism, the purpose and the intention is you go pretty much straight in. But I've got some other stories I told you the other day of where it goes a little wider. But is that a good answer for you? Yes, it's a great answer. And I just, it's such a unique ministry that you do have. And I want to be able to champion that and let people know, well, how, how do you do? Because we all do actually have these situations in our life as well, Karen, where the, um, the skills that you've learned and the wisdom that you have, I can apply those to just, you know, going for a walk in my community bumping into somebody that I've never met before or being in the shopping centre or, or wherever it is. Uh, so that's what I really love about it. So you said at the start that we use skills that we already use in our everyday life. So one of those I know that you're big on is, well, if we're talking about the whispers of the Holy Spirit, hearing his voice so that then we, we know who to even talk to out there, how do you know it's even Jesus talking to you? <laughs> Well, I think the easiest answer to that is, is that as you grow in the things of God, you become familiar to his voice. So two things I would say, one is, is that you become really familiar with his word. God and his word are one. And number two, you, you, um, uh, in, you develop a relationship with the Lord. Uh, it says in the word that my sheep hear my voice, indicating that we would know his voice. Uh, and, and so you just learn to hear. You practice hearing the presence. You practice hearing the voice of God. Um, and um, I would say that's, that's the easiest way is I didn't always know how to hear the Lord for soul winning in the marketplace. Now I, I'm very confident that I know what to do and where to go and who to speak with. So what made that shift if you said I, I couldn't apply this in the marketplace? What's the key? I would say the key is is to become more familiar with God. 
my personal relationship, the developing and the maturing of my personal relationship with the, the Lord uh, made God not a stranger to me, and neither was his voice. The more I knew him and I fostered my relationship with him, I know his voice because I know him. Yeah, and do you think that's true also that as we go along and we follow Jesus, the way we speak, the way we would even approach people has a different spirit or a different tone? You know, if we know him, how we how we speak with people, is that what you're saying as well? Oh, yes. I do teach that we're uh, never heavy or pushy uh, or just even socially rude. It's unnecessary. See, we also use the gifts of hospitality. Like if people came into the church and you're the greeter on the front door, uh, you would be gracious, you would be kind, you would be friendly. So the approach to a, a stranger in the marketplace, I'll use the word stranger, but it's just somebody we don't know somebody you don't have a relationship with, is that we're engaging. Uh, one of the things that I teach as a skill is that uh, is that you talk to them as if you've always known them. So there's a certain familiarity about your approach to them. Like when you opened the broadcast, you said something uh, sort of warm and friendly. Hey, we're going to get started. Uh, when I would approach somebody in the marketplace, uh, I will come up to them like, of course they want to talk to me. I approach them as if we are already on the friendship level. Uh, it's just in how I look and how I sound. And, uh, you know, when I got somebody, uh, a whole family born again recently uh, in uh, in our outreach, I just approached them and I said, hey, it's really a neat day out here. Um, I'm a I'm a pastor from a local church. Is, is there anything I could possibly pray for for you? And what I do is when I bring the church to the marketplace, I'm going to bring kindness. I'm going to bring love, soft tones, uh, pastoral purpose and intention. If I'm operating as my prime motive through the love of God, I mean, I'm always going to sound kind and loving. And it's how I teach my teams to approach people in the marketplace. And it's very rare that they will not engage with us in some conversation. Yeah. So I I think, Karen, 100%, that's got to be the key. If you're listening to this podcast before the 16th or 23rd of August 2023, can I invite you to a special evening online with myself? I'm calling it A Night with Tina Waldrum and I'm going to be talking about evangelism lessons that I've learned through my own stories of reaching out to people, the wins, the fails, everything that I've learned and everything that I've been learning this year when it comes to evangelism. I'd love to have you along to that. Also, I'll be sharing a new direction that I'll be taking when it comes to evangelism and you'll see that happening through evangelism in australia so come along why don't you go to evangelisminaustralia.com forward slash events and there you will see the night with tina waldrum hope to see you there in the past karen though i've got to be honest i've actually seen some type of ministry out there on the streets that has been very abrupt that's been very confronting that has maybe given a bad taste in the mouth of many believers. So when they hear the word street evangelism, they kind of just, you know, cringe a little bit. Yeah. I want to share with you that uh, I and my teams, the people that go out with me, have had literally years of thrilling, exciting, supernatural, divine and holy moments and encounters where we have approached people uh, uh, under, I would say, the direction of the Holy Spirit in the way we've described, to which we have seen extraordinary things take place. Uh, can I give you an example? Please do. Love to hear it. Yeah. I, I, 
I've got loads of examples, but I saw these two ladies in the marketplace uh, on Saturday in the piazza in, in one of the, the malls, you know, 10 minutes from our church, sitting on this fake grass by a fountain. I get in my heart to go approach them. I say a variety of things, but one of the things I said that day, I'm a pastor from a local church and I look nicely at them. Okay. I just look nicely at them. And I say, but look at ladies, this is just absolutely anything I could pray for for you. Got stuff going on, you know, anything that's happening. And yeah, they both ha- they both came up with something. And so I said, oh, I'd be glad to pray for you. I said, I, I really, really would. In the Bible, when Jesus prayed for people, I don't always do this, but I said uh, he often would lay hands on people who were ill. Do you mind if I put my hand on your shoulder? To which uh, they both agreed. So I prayed for the healing power of God to minister to them. You know, I'm in the middle of the marketplace. I'm in the middle of an open food court restaurant place and, you know, nobody's paying attention. The funny part was, and I love this, they're from the Philippines. They film everything. So uh, one of the ladies got her iPhone out and asked me to change my direction and, and speak a little louder so that she could film it. In fact, we got footage of that. And then I said, ladies, I said, listen, do you mind if I ask you another question? And they said, no, I mean, by then they've already sensed the grace of God. I brought the altar to the marketplace. There's an anointing. They felt his presence. Uh, sweet lady has set up an encounter for them. They have not experienced before. They've had a divine moment with the, with the Lord. And I just asked the next question. Do you ladies have any earthly idea how to get to heaven? And neither of them did. And I said, I'd be glad to share that with you. And, you know, went, went ahead and shared that with them. And both of them asked Jesus into their heart. And, um, uh, I could tell you story after story after story after story where it's just as simple as that. And people ask Jesus into their heart. And and commonly, I have to tell you, Tina, we have had over the last number of years, for many years, when people ask Jesus Christ into their heart, and, and it's a genuine encounter, it's like they have come up to the altar church, only we bring the altar to the marketplace. When they're genuine and they ask the Lord, please come in. Thank you for coming in in Jesus' name. Amen. And I've already told them that the God who created the heavens and the universe, his spirit, the Holy Spirit, is going to come inside of them as soon as they say this. And, you know, share a few things about that. I am going to tell you, almost 99% or more, the minute they ask the Lord into their heart, they will stop. I, I, we have this experience all the time. A smile will come to their face. And in numbers and numbers of, of encounters, people will go, oh, my goodness. Oh, I can feel him. I can feel the presence of the Lord. Now, honestly, for people who maybe lack experience in that area or have, you know, walked in that kind of um, uh, in type of encounter, you shouldn't be surprised. They've asked God into their heart. I brought the Lord into the marketplace. He's already there on mission. I simply join him. I mean, God and I are there. I mean, what would we expect? It's a transforming situation in which there that you can expect those kinds of encounters. If you anticipate it outside of the realm of the spirit of God and divine and holy things, it's like sales, but it's not. It's sharing the gospel to which he said in his word. If we do so, he'd come in. He'd join us. He joined the disciples. He gave them uh, the assignment, Mark 16, 15, to go into all the world and that scripture's down. He said, and then he went out with them. And as you teach, uh, Tina, he's already there. We just join him. Yes, so <laughs> That's a absolutely wonderful story. So my mind is just is just racing here because I've got a few questions I want to ask because you have given an example. So I can see that you could walk up to someone and say, I'm a pastor from the local church and and that's nice because people probably are quite open to that and 
you know, you've got a soft tone about you, you're very loving and caring. What do you train your everyday people? How do they start a conversation? Let's let's do an example. So someone on your team has been trained that it's very important about your tone and that you are caring and loving and we're not being confrontational and ramming Jesus down people's throats or shouting off a soapbox. So what or condemning them. Exactly, or condemning Thank you. So what would an everyday person that's not in the ministry, what are some of the things that they would say to people? Yeah, well, uh, there's a variety of things that I teach, and I have I hear my teams back say a variety of things back to me that they've practiced because they learn to shake it up a little bit differently. Commonly, they can open a conversation with, uh, hey, it's a bit of a nice day. You're on the train. Oh, wow, you know, the train's really full today. Da, 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 da. And then because it's marketplace evangelism, we're not building a grand relationship. We're, we're finding a way in. So one of the things that they, they commonly will say is, do you mind if I ask you a question? And people in Australia, people will commonly let you ask a question and you ask it quizzically. You know where you're going. Okay. But they hear it quizzically and they say, no, sure. And I say, so, so then they will say, do you have any idea how to get to heaven? Some of them will say, um, do you have a church background, you know, and chit chat from that perspective. Some may say, listen, if you were to pass away this evening, do you uh, have any idea if you know if you would go to heaven to be with Jesus? Uh, but in the last number of years, lots of outreach teams will use the question because it's so intriguing right now. Uh, and it, it's so unoffensive. Do you have any idea how to get to heaven? And that walks them in. And then, of course, the next step, which I could I could say, and I could you know, give you all the steps, but let's just go to the next one. And usually, now, remember, it's a conversation. So even on Saturday, when I asked uh, this family of four uh, if they had any idea how to get to heaven, the mother answered, and it was cheeky. And you do get this this answer on occasion, that is the staircase, you know, staircase to heaven. Uh, other people will say, oh, you die. And you go, That's absolutely right. And a, one girl at a high school said, you just go you just go up, I think. I think you float up. Um, and you laugh at it because you're conversing, but you're on track. You're on target. And then then we will say something, would you mind if I tell you what the Bible says, uh, since heaven's a God thing? And then we do a chit-chat from Romans 10, 8, 9, and 10. Believe Jesus is the Son of, son of God, died and rose from the dead. Truly say, uh, believe that and say so. Uh, the Bible says you shall be born again, and other things we add to that. Uh, but that's some of our initial encounters. <laughs> yep. And I can see that's a great question. Do you know how to get to heaven? Tell me your thoughts. I like the fact that you have said several times, Karen, that it's a conversation. It is a conversation. I mean, you've got to work hard, don't you, to make it a conversation and not kind of get into that, let me tell you so type of a mode. Yeah. The thing is, though, uh, Tina, is that as much as it is done conversationally, uh, one of the things I teach my people is to stay focused you are there on purpose and we are leading them to a decision or to a point in time where we can minister with as far as they will let us go in that conversation and or leave them with a, with the opportunity to have heard. Numbers of, uh, uh, of encounters that I now tell about how I've shared the gospel with uh, pretty no, uh, wonderful people that at this point in time, and I keep it in faith, I uh, have not yet received. I don't let my team say they rejected me, they rejected this or that. It's out of faith. We just say at this point in time, uh, they have not yet received. Sometimes my team will blithely say, we planted a seed. I teach them, don't, don't talk so casually. We gave them eternal truths that lead them 
that open a pathway for the voice of God to speak to them. And then I've had numbers, I said, that is not just, don't just say seed, like, you know, you know, planting sunflowers. We have put into the realm of their spirit and their hearts, the truths that will set them free. And God moves through that. We give an avenue for the spirit of the Lord to speak to them. And then numbers of people recently, I've been praying that the Lord would reveal himself to them. Fantastic feedback and what you're saying. I can hear clearly about what you're saying, what our objective is, and to see how far that conversation can go without overstepping the line, so to speak, trying to say, stay in step with the Holy Spirit. I guess one of the things I want to know is, which would be helpful for me, because all of us, and I know that you're like this, we're trying to make disciples. We're not just trying to make converts. We want to give people information, you know, so that they have some next steps, so to speak. Um, and sometimes people don't want those next steps. But what are some of the things that we, we could do or that we can give people? So because when, as you're saying, they're strangers, but is there something that we can give them or is there some, some advice that you would give us um, so that we can, you know, kind of go with that spirit of how do I make disciples, not converts? Well, uh, we have a track that we've created, you know, a track, T-R-A-C-T, you know, a little thing that we hand out. Our intention is always to put that in the hand of somebody. Side one answers the question about how do I get to heaven and gives a very simple street version of, uh, you know, uh, I'm probably not good enough. I've probably been too bad, but you no, know, uh, you just simply have to believe and receive, you know, a, a, a street version, uh, what I'll say, a conversational version of the plan of salvation with the prayer at the bottom. On the back is an invitation to our church, both live, the services, things with kids and youth and et cetera, and also our services online. Uh, we then uh, invite them. We would commonly try to carry some literature with us that would have something that would be uh, a, a variety of things that would be uh, a, maybe small little booklets things like that, that would uh, uh, have more information about being born again, a New Testament, uh, Gideon's New Testament, things like that. It's pretty small and it's, you know, commonly New King James, but nevertheless, it's the Bible. And always invite them to stay in touch with us. If they allow us, we get their details. I regularly keep in touch with my people by texting. Uh, we rarely phone. Um, we will commonly text. We become Facebook friends. I am still dealing with people that I've met ages ago through Facebook, we become friends, always in inviting them to the next step, uh, making it look like you get to know more about God and his word, meet other people like you or, you know, that know him and things of that nature. Yes, that's a very helpful answer because I, that's what we want to do. And I, I love that because I, I live that life as well, Karen, like I come in contact with strangers. I'm sure many have listened to my the story, my recent story a few months back of being in hospital and these people that you come across. But, yes, you want to try and stay in contact. So, yeah, getting if people will give you a number so that you can connect with them, not so that you can hound them, so that you can continue to build a genuine relationship with people and help them to discover more about Jesus um, if they want to go to that base. What would you say, Karen, to people that are maybe listening? They're like, oh, okay, I'm going to try this, Karen. This is this is new for me. I like the tone. I like the, the spirit of how you're going to do things. Give them two things. What could people do? Yeah. I want to add to all of this that I think would be part of that answer. Well, two things. One is I would prepare my heart. We don't go cold to the marketplace. 
we will have prepared our hearts. So uh, I will have my team ask the Lord to give them an idea about who they may minister to, where to go, what time, and have all your literature uh, so that you're gone. You go prayed up. Uh, you go. You don't just. You just don't go out there. You're going to go on an assignment. You know, I have students who have been from the Bible College who they know between uh, when they get on the train at work in Sydney and they get to the office, uh, they're ready. They're ready. There's going to probably be somebody ready that day. And so they're looking. They're alert, and they find a way to to get to that person and begin to strike up a conversation. I think those are some of the simplest things, but you know, when you pray that the Lord will already make a way, bring an encounter for you. And if you pray that the Lord will bring you an encounter, I have people now that I've trained that ask the Lord to do that. And they're forever having divine encounters because he, he will truly uh, accommodate that request. That's why he sent his son. But I would prepare my heart. I would look for that person and, and begin to start a conversation uh, with the person's an intention of, uh, if at all possible, sharing the gospel, if not ministering. And I talked to you the other day about how I teach my team to minister. Yes, absolutely. And oh my gosh, we could talk about that forever. I love that because I think we do, like we all want to actually reach out, Karen, to the world around us, but it's a good idea to go prepared, you know, prayed up, asking the Lord to you know, create those opportunities to show you where he's at work so that we're not going in our own strength, but we're really going in his strength. So I want to encourage you today as a listener to take a bold step. You know, why don't you try this? Why don't you be more intent on the strangers that are around you and trying to listen to the whispers of the Holy Spirit into that world? I'm going to drop all the links today in our show notes so that you can stay connected to Karen. You might be able to shoot Karen some messages or something via social media and get some more information as well. We want you to do well at reaching your world for Jesus in a in a variety of ways in our country and beyond. So, Karen, I want to thank you for your time today and your experience. And uh, I just want to pray that your voice continues to be amplified so that we can we can lean into that wisdom and, and your experience. So thank you very much for being with us. Thank you, Dr. T. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I trust it's been helpful for you. Don't forget to check out onmissionwithgod.com. Love to see you in the course this year. Have a great week and see you next time.